Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And uh, as promised earlier on, a very special guest today returning to the show. Um, He is uh, an esports investor and entrepreneur. He is the host of the Trevor May podcast, semi-pro Fortnite streamer. Oh, and he's also a pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, too. Uh, It's probably how you best know him. Trevor May, thank you so much for coming back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Al. Appreciate it. Ah, yeah, no, absolutely my pleasure. And uh, I enjoyed very much listening to your most recent episode of the Trevor May podcast. And uh, so I just absolutely love the timing of having you on here to talk about uh, advanced stats because you you spent uh, really the whole uh, 40-minute episode uh, breaking that down for your listeners. So I definitely want to continue the conversation here. But I would absolutely be remiss if I didn't ask you uh, how your recovery is going from Tommy John's surgery. Uh, I know you're uh, down in uh, Fort Myers for extended spring training. So uh, how is it going and and, uh, what is your timetable looking like at this point? It's uh, it's going really well. I've had, you know, I'm just over 13 months out of surgery. I've had zero setbacks and pretty much followed um, the protocol to the T. Um, and right now we're just in, uh, you know, everyday IV field mode. Um, and so I throw my second rehab appearance tomorrow with the with the extended squad in Port Charlotte against the Rays. Um, and then I have another one after that, uh, Farning, um, this next one's three. And, uh, um, and but one four higher high team, and there's a few with Rochester, and should be back looking at um, my 60 day DL stint. Typically, is up on the 28th of May um, in my head at my entire day, uh, but somewhere around there. So, about a month, we're about a month out, barring any effects, but uh, so far, we've been lucky with that. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I think we're having a little bit of a connection problem, so I'm not sure I, I caught all of that. But uh, so what I did here, so May 28th is the target date to return to the Twins? Uh, yes. May, May 28th is the day I can come off the DL, off the 60-day DL. I started on the 60-day, so um, that is the day and we're aiming for at this moment, yes. Okay, fantastic. And I mean, you're making rehab starts, so is that any kind of indication that uh, – you're being targeted for a rotation spot when you come back, or is that TBD or or, uh, or bullpen? Well, um, I am I am being uh, stretched out to be a starter. Um, my last appearance here is, is supposed to be 90 plus pitches, so I think that's a pretty clear indicator of what they're 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 having me do coming back. Um, but I've been around long enough now, and I've been moved forward and backward, you know, a handful of times that I know that. Uh, things change kind of week to week in the major leagues, and uh, I'm, I've always been a you know where, wherever I'm most valuable to this team guy. So I'm still taking that that uh, that approach, and, and we'll see what happens. But as of right now, you know I, I want to be a I want to stretch out and eat some innings because it's something that uh, you know currently week we kind of need up there. So. Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll definitely be tracking that and keeping an eye on that. Um, now, like you said, it's been a 13 month road since surgery. Um, what? I, obviously, it's difficult. Um, but were there any particular obstacles that were especially difficult? Maybe more than you expected. And were there things that helped you to overcome those uh, most difficult obstacles? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the big one's boredom uh, and monotony. Um, and not really seeing, not really being able to clearly see like uh, um, 
results from all the work you've been doing. Um, and it takes a very long time to get to that point where you, you start to see real changes in, in how everything's going and how you feel. Um, and that's and that's just hard. Being kind of removed, being on the team, but removed from the team at the same time is, is just hard mentally when you're a competitor and you want to get out there and play. Um, you know, in 2016, I had a kind of a recurring back issue, and I think that a big reason that it kept recurring is because I was I was so urged or eager to get back every time, um, and that's so that's something that I'm just I, I don't like feeling helpless, um, and that was that's probably the biggest biggest uh, challenge. But but you know, the rehab's easy, the, all the work's easy. That's something that I, I it's actually like less than I would do, you know, normally. So. Uh, um, you know, I'm a big routine guy, so that was all good. It was, it was just dealing with it kind of mentally, just kind of being out of the out of the game, and you kind of deal with it by making yourself busy. Uh, as you mentioned before, all my different things I'm doing that that was not hard for me either. So it, it's been, it's been, you know, a constant wake up every day and be like, all right, let's get one percent better today, and, and continue to do that. And, um, now we are 13 minutes, 13 months, sorry, uh, later, and. Uh, it, took, it felt like it went by really fast and really slow at the same time. So, um, but I'm excited to be really close now. Yeah, well, and again, as, as all are we in, in the fancy baseball community as well. So uh, good to, to see that you're you're very close to uh, to returning. And and one thing that you know I've wondered, um, not just in your case, but you know for for the many pitchers who have had to make this comeback from Tommy John surgery is. Um, what sorts of resources uh, are available to you from your organization and your teammates? And, and so I can think of, you know, two, two pitchers in particular uh, currently on the Twins roster, Lance Lynn and Zach Duke, who have uh, come back. Uh, have they in particular been able to help you or, or maybe any other individuals who were able to, you know, maybe help you set expectations and, and help you deal with it? Yeah, I mean, I met Zach at Twins Fest in January, and I was about nine or nine months out that point and that's when he came back and throwing so he was already in games and stuff and i was just like throwing bullpens um at that time so he we obviously have very different roles and what we needed to do and, and and you know he he was just talking about it just became and he knew he had a target date from the moment he wanted to come back and because i was fortunate to have a little bit longer time and he was longer is probably better and just not really worry about it but to be honest outside of the you know do your work if you do it correctly you know you won't have any problems you really won't um but outside of that it was all just like what i should be feeling at each stage so kyle gibson was actually a big um big uh resource there um you know like hey would you get tight back here at this point he's like oh yeah i remember that like and and it was uh, uh pretty much everyone was just nodding along with me with whenever i said oh, i'm feeling a little bit like sore or it just isn't recovering as quickly, and they're just like, yes, it's exactly, it's exactly normal. So it's pretty much a challenge. You're checking in with your doctor almost, right? So, um, and then dealing with the mental side of things, I think that you know we all did it in our own different ways, but uh, um, it's pretty straightforward. It's 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 really not uh, uh, that scary, um, and hopefully that's that's a nice little piece of advice that a lot of you know younger guys that could, that maybe have have pain or, pain or whatever um, that the that coming back just is, is, is it's so good now that, that it's really you know you, you got to be really unlucky for it not to not to be be okay so it's, well, it's, it's uh, yeah well that, that's good news uh you know again for those of us who who follow this whether as fans or uh you know fancy players or both uh you know uh, to, to have that optimistic uh, uh set of expectations 
now, one thing that you, again, have been uh, spending some time with uh, during uh, the, you know, I don't want to call it a hiatus because I know you're working hard, but, you know, during your time away from uh, being on the active roster is, is your podcast. And so I mentioned mm-hmm. at the outset uh, your most recent episode uh you've talked about advanced stats you go into quite a, a detailed explanation about fip and uh talk about ops and a number of different things and you actually made a reference to your own stats so i thought well this is just fantastic because um you know i i for 60 minutes a day i, I come on here and you know i make my best hopefully educated guesses about what stats mean but you have you know mm-hmm. the 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 background to uh you know put uh, advanced analytics in their perspective and, you know, with your own stats. So uh, actually, I kind of like to walk through that at that exercise with you since you really you began it on your own podcast. Um, and one thing you pointed out is that over your career, your ERA has been much worse than your FIP. And that, of course, can mean a lot of different things. And you talked about the role of defense and luck. And I mean, it's a big, big gap. Your career FIP is 3.71. So that's basically what your ERA would be if it were driven just solely by uh, strikeouts, walkouts, and it was strikeouts, walks, and homers. Uh, but your actual ERA was five, has been 5.14. And we, the two places that I go to probably right away when I see that kind of discrepancy is what's your batting average on, on balls in play and what's the strand rate? And the the, the BABIP in particular is is notable, uh, three forty five, uh, you know, about forty five fifty points above the norm. Um, so, you know, rather than than you know go over your your entire career, I found your your twenty sixteen season, which you spent entirely in the bullpen, really interesting because there wasn't as much of a spread between your FIP and ERA uh, in that year, but. You, you fit a profile that on, on this show I, I refer to frequently as the, the Robbie Ray uh, profile, which is, for fantasy owners, a very difficult one to understand, that you're deceptive enough to get a whole lot of swinging strikes, uh, and yet when contact is made, it's often hard contact. So uh, in 2016, uh, you had a 13.2% whiff rate, uh, but the BABIP on fly balls was a, almost double what the normal would uh, what the norm would be in the major leagues 256 and yet a low strand rate so that that really blew up your era so my question to you is well actually a, a few questions is first of all is that fair to say that you know you fit a profile that looks like robbie ray or if we just restrict it to relievers uh, hector naris might be one of the closer comps to what you did in that season um or is it is it sort of misleading to say, well, you know, we've got two different pitchers who statistically look the same, but you know, really, there's there's a lot more subtlety than that. Um, I, I think it's maybe like a nice little combination of both those things. Um, there's something very specific that happened in 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 uh, uh, 2016, and if we can point at the fact that I only threw 43 innings, um, that's not necessarily a huge. Uh, it's half a year, right? Um, and and like I said, early, mentioned earlier, it was a, a, a three DL stint from the same injury, uh, the back. And so, here's a very interesting to, to kind of quote my own podcast. Um, there, 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 I kind of put statistics or a- analytics, for example, um, how organizations use it into two buckets, and and one is kind of uh, um, derivative from traditional stats, you know, finding more specific value out of uh, uh, the the 
Trevor, are you still there? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, no, we look completely lost you, I think, for about 10 seconds. Dang. All right, well, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll try it again. Uh, the, I put the stats in the two buckets on my podcast, um, one of which is kind of the recording, the deeper dive into the recorded stats from what, sequentially what happened in the game, runs, hits, air, you know, all that stuff that comes from that, all those. And then there's actual stats of physics on how guys throw and stats, physical stats on how the ball spins and, and how, how movement works and all these things. And there's, in this specific scenario, I think that the guys who, the reason that I had very high swings and misses on the good days, and then there was days where those seemingly those same pitches were exactly, were, were instead of swung and miss that just squared and hit for home runs. And by the way, the, that year, in, in a, I think it was a five appearances, three and a third innings, I gave up 10 runs um, and like five home runs. Uh, and and during those those four, five appearances, um, my the the verticality of my fastball, my forcing fastball dropped uh, three inches, meaning uh, uh, from the point of the top of the mound to where the ball is released, my, uh, the ball is being released is about on average, three inches lower than it was usually, which means when I said this in the podcast, um, for those of you who haven't heard it, it's what I talk about, uh, which means that my forcing fastball has kind of a, a little bit of a perceived angle, meaning they, they feel like hitters feel like it's going to go lower than it is. And so they swing under it. But when I lower my, when my, when my low body gets lower to the ground, and and uh, that release angle gets lower. And what happened was my back leg was dropping, like I was dropping on my back leg much lower than usual because because my back was bothering me and it made me feel, I, I, it was my way of protecting myself. So my stride was way longer, dropping my hand a little bit lower. My arm angle is the same, just where the ball was being released was lower because my whole body was lower. That angle disappeared. So that 97 mile an hour fastball with perceived angle had 97, it was 97 with, no perceived angle, and that's where guys, the the they saw it the whole way, and that angle was gone. You combine that with the fact that my back was bothering me, and the location of the pitches were pretty much down the middle, um, led me from really really effective in swings and misses to literally not effective at all. And I think that there's there's a few guys out there that that do have that same problem. Uh, there's a guy on my team, um, um, uh, Jose Barrios, who who also is a drop and drive guy. And also changes where the distance above the ground where the ball's being thrown, which changes eye vision, the the way the ball looks to hitters. Um, and, and when he struggles and he he gets too low back there, he starts to see a drop, a little drop in velocity and a little di- difference in movement, and that leads to much more hard hit balls. Um, and so that's kind of what was happening. And so I've done a lot of mechanical things to avoid that from happening and to get the maximum um, out of myself. Well, that you know, that's really interesting that you bring up the parallel with uh, uh, Jose Barrios because uh, one of the reasons that I love him for fantasy is that he has this incredible combination of the ability to to miss bats, typically really great control, um, and yet the last couple of seasons he's been right at the bottom of the the leaderboard in terms of average fly ball distance. So while he is a fly ball pitcher like you are. Um, you know, not this is a, a code I haven't really been able to crack yet, but I mean, he seems to be one of the few pitchers that's consistent, very consistent, as you say, maybe not completely consistent, but re- relatively consistent in terms of uh, avoiding getting hurt on on fly balls. Yeah, absolutely. And he's 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 
he has incredible body control. I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time like watching him do his work, um, and it's all built around being able to repeat his delivery. He's a very specific delivery, right? Um, and he's gotten better year by year, right? His rookie year, he was a little bit more consistent. Um, um, and so those, those really making the, the adjustment mid-game mid, mid game has been a big deal for him. And, and, but we all have the kind of our patterns we fall into when things aren't going very well. And we, we need, it's how fast do we get back on track. And he's getting back on track faster and faster and faster to where it's negligible when it happens, right? So there's no like mm-hmm. four or five straight starts where he's got no legs. Um, it was something that I saw actually in New Darvish last year in the, in the playoffs. His, you could tell his back, how much lower he was on his back leg because he's a little bit of a drop and drive as well sometimes. So you, the ball, I don't want we can common vernacular is flattened out, but the the his his spin rate's extremely good, um, which is why he can throw his curveball and his slider and his and, and all all this stuff moves so much, right? Um, and so that that kind of. Def- defiance of gravity that spin rate causes uh, uh, wasn't as effective when, when the angle, the perceived angle wasn't there because the, the, how depth perception works and how hitters work is they account naturally for gravity or for how a ball is going to move based on the physics of where they are. So that's why people struggle a little bit when they go to Colorado, getting under the ball and like BP and stuff all the time. One, it's, you know, it's, it's, lighter air and the ball flies a little more and you want to hit more home runs to see how far you can do it in BP, uh, which is a mental thing. But uh, uh, it's just a, the ball just moves just differently. Uh, and it takes a little bit of getting used to it. It's, 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 so it's, it's some pitchers have that. Like you see guys and they're like, that guy throws 95 and that guy throws 95. That, that guy throws a slider. That guy throws a slider. Then you actually have to look at like how tall is he? Where is his arm, arm slide? How, how long is his stride? All those things that make people kind of individual will give you insight into whether or not they have deceptiveness or if they have movement or if they have none of that stuff, and that's why they're, they're struggling. Like, it's that's that's the next level. That's where teams are now looking for. Wow. Wow. Great. Well, I wish I could uh, keep going, but unfortunately, we are, we are out of time, Trevor. So I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing all this insight, and I wish you the, the uh, best of luck with uh, the, the next few weeks as you work your way back. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right, Trevor, take care. All right, folks, well, uh, we're going to head to break. When I come back, I'll be taking your questions, take a look at some standout performances. So don't go anywhere.